John Clayton. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. Streaming live at seattlesports.com. On demand everywhere on the Seattle Sports app. Now, John Clayton. This is the John Clayton Show as we continue on. Bob Stelton with you as we remembered the legend, the icon that is John Clayton. And the man that joined him at this time every single Saturday, a legend himself, an icon himself. My former partner and uh, my brother, the Graz, is with us. How are you, man? Rod Star, it's good to talk to you, buddy. Sorry, it's the circumstance. Yeah, this is uh, this is a rough one, man. And and you know, I was I was telling people, you know, I started interning over at KJR at the end of '97, and I met John pretty quickly. But you know, so I've known him for what 24 years now. But you've you've known him longer than that and you you've had some cool stories that you've told about him over the years about mock broadcasts and just things that things that you guys have experienced together that uh that I think people really enjoy hearing and and, and I don't know if you want to tell that story or what you have in mind but just something to put a smile on people's face my friend well certainly uh you know John was one of the very first people I met when I came to town I was uh, hired by uh by KJR to kind of start the sports radio station. And they had had a deal set up with some reporters for, for newspapers because there wasn't any sports radio going on to, to be guests on the show. And, and some of them, you know, just looked down their noses at radio guys, other guys in particular, the guys from the news tribune at the time, John uh, Clayton and John McGrath had a different attitude and Clayton was always very excited to do it. And, and so uh, we immediately hit it off. And, and um, you know, I, I, I remember it couldn't have been more than a couple of a couple of months into his time there when he got his Saturday show, and I told him, I said, John, uh, I'll be on your show anytime you want me. He said, I'll always want you. I said, Well, then I'll always do it. <laughs> and he always wanted me, and I always did it. <laughs> the thing that John Clayton valued more than anything else was loyalty, man. I mean, that was that was the thing that jumped out at me, and that's that's why he loved this show more than anything. He loved those callers more than anything because they were loyal to him. They spent all week trying to come up with something to, to, to get him to, whether it was commando Dave doing a song, Dre doing a rap, the his callers really, really loved him and, and he loved them back. And, and that's, you know, John was, was loyal. He had a lot of great characteristics. He had a lot of weird characteristics, but uh, loyalty was his primary one. And if you, if you were loyal to him, you know, that was that. And, and I was loyal to him. And, and that was that. And, you know, we, we came down to the end of that first year and, and um, I had an idea to, to do a mock broadcast. We, we made, I made up, I phonied up a computer broadcast. There was, I didn't have a computer at that time, but I just came <laughs> up with, uh, here's what would happen if Miami played Washington in that, and then mock national championship game. We'll take Billy Joe Hobart's cue on it. And I said to John, look, I just wrote a script, a play-by-play script. Do you want to do this with me? And he was like, yeah, sure. Of course. <laughs> And and boom, we did it, and it was actually his first time on ESPN TV, and my first time on ESPN TV, when Dan Patrick actually mentioned it that we did a computer uh, computer simulation that had them winning it, and and um, you know that was John. He was just he once you were on his his good side, you you remain there. Now, once you're on his bad side, <laughs> you remain there too. I mean, that, that, that's, you got one chance with John, and, and as long as you didn't blow it. You were just fine, but but you know, another thing that strikes me as really funny, Bob, is is um, was listening to the to the last hour a little bit and and talking about fantasy football. And John hated fantasy football, and I said, "But you're sh- what you're doing is exactly what fantasy football is." He's like, "No, no, no, it's not. I can't stand it." 
I said, but, but this is exactly what guys are looking for. Who's healthy, who's not. And, and, you know, he kind of grudgingly let that go. And I know Liz Matthews mentioned on Twitter last night that John hated Twitter <laughs> at first. He, he just hated it. But, you know, he was, he was a star on it. And, uh, you know, his, his ability to say yes, you know, led to, uh, the most iconic ESPN commercial they ever did. Um, he was, uh, he was always willing to, to go the extra mile for you. Uh, if you liked him and, and he liked you and, and, you know, I could, I could call him anything I wanted on the air when me and gas had him on, uh, I used to scream at him, John Clayton, damn it. And, and just <laughs> back and forth. And, and because of the fact that he knew I was loyal, because of the fact that he knew I would be there on Saturday, I could say whatever I wanted to him. It was the same thing when Sean Salisbury had that thing going. So, you know, John was, uh, was one in a million was absolutely one in a million. What one of the things that you know you and I did did the show together for what six seven years whatever it yeah. was and 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 I used to love to sit back and and watch you two engage because you could t- first of all it comes from a, a heartfelt place whether you guys were debating or not there's a mutual respect and 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 a love there and 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 oftentimes listeners would think oh my goodness they're fighting they're arguing and they're mad at each other no it was never I I used to text back like no you don't understand the relationship here you don't get it it's it, there's none of that but. I used to love when you'd go, "What are you talking about, John? What are you talking about?" <laughs> you know, just sort of, just sort of befuddled, and he would, and he'd fire right back, and it was fun. It was there was no meanness, there was no anger. It was just, it was, it was such a. I think I, I would be a listener in that moment. I would just kind of sit back and listen to you two go at it, and it, but it was fun, and it, it, there was, it was, it was something that I that I miss and I will miss. And he he was a really good sport about it, and I was talking to. Uh, some others about this earlier, Graz, just about, you know, he was self-deprecating, much like you are. You're like, yeah. you know, if it's funny, funny's funny. And if he made you laugh, if he said anything that made you chuckle or giggle, he would lean on it. And, and it just, how much of a, he got such a kick out of making somebody else laugh, whether he intended to make you laugh or not. He loved that. And, and that used to make me laugh that he loved it so much. Well, you know what? I don't think anyone loved being themselves more than John Clayton. I mean, John Clayton loved being John Clayton. He loved people uh, coming up to him. Loved it. Loved people coming up and talk to him, whether they were Vander Holyfield or the Super Bowl or, or one of his callers who, who he didn't even know his last name. It didn't matter. He just loved being who he was. And, uh, you know, I said last night that, that this was the show that he loved the most. And I believe that if he had a choice, as much as he loved football, as much as he loved all of that, he, he would. He, this is the choice he would have made. He, this was this was something that was no one understood it. Not a program director that that, that had him understood this, this overwhelming love for this the Saturday show. But but you know he had it, and and I believe it was because of the loyalty thing that I talked about beforehand. And you know it, it's uh, it, it's we, we, I know some people have mentioned uh, you know Matt of course and and Liz Matthews. I want to mention uh, another colleague of ours, Josh Sobrowski, uh, who uh, who also worked uh, worked for John. There's a special uh, camaraderie for those who have uh, who have gone through the mill with uh, with Clayton. And, and I say gone through the mill because there's good and bad. There's good and bad both, but. Um, Boy, I'm going to miss him. I'm just going to miss him. You're not alone, buddy. You're not alone. And uh, I know the listeners are, are very appreciative of, of you and hearing from you. And and uh, it's great for me to talk to you, my friend. And, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch soon. I, th- I thank you so much for, for joining us. Well, you guys are doing a great job. And, and John, uh, be good. Be good always. Thanks, Gross. 
There you go. There's there's Dave Grosby, a regular at ten o'clock on this show. So perfectly appropriate to have him at that time. Let's uh let's try to get into a call quickly here. Victor in Auburn has been waiting patiently. Victor, uh thanks so much for your patience. Uh welcome to the show. Another great show from John. Um he was uh world was a better place to have uh when John was in it and uh twenty years I've been calling listening to him on Saturday and uh he was much more uh his information and his entertainment value was off the charts. The people that loved him, loved him passionately. And it's going to be rough uh, to deal with the rest of football and the rest of my however many years on Saturday, not being able to hear him and, and, and think about him. And uh, he loved all everybody, all you guys. I mean, sometimes he didn't like Irish Mankey, but I understand it. <laughs> he loved him, man. He loved yeah, <laughs> I, I love the battles. I loved when he used to put Salisbury in his place all the time. And, uh, just a rough day, and uh, everyone hug your loved ones, you know, because it's we don't know when uh, when we're gonna go, and uh, you know, John was John was the best, and he always will be the best, and whatever we're losing here, they're they're gaining up top. So you guys take care and uh, and uh, be well, and and you know, everything and everything. Love you guys. Take care. Thank you, Victor. Appreciate appreciate the words, and and you're right. You you don't know, and. Uh, just a reminder to appreciate those around you and uh very easy to take take their presence for granted and and it's a sober reminder obviously so uh thank you so much for the call again for those of you hanging on we will get to your calls we got more people set to join us Stacy uh Stacy is going to join us Liz Matthews is going to join us Pete Carroll will join us as we continue uh celebrating the life of John Clayton remembering John Clayton right here Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports, The Professor. This is The John Clayton Show as we continue. Bob Stelton with you. Remembering John Clayton, celebrating John Clayton is what we're doing with all of you. Uh, For those of you on the phone lines at 421-3776, we will get to your calls. We were going to try to squeeze in as many people as we possibly can before uh, we we stop at eleven o'clock. But we wanted to speak with with this person who you hear during the middays, Monday through Friday, right here on Seattle Sports on seven ten. You listen to Jake and Stacy. Stacy Rost is with us. Stacy, how are you? Hey, Bob. Um, you guys are doing a, a great job this morning. It's been really, really touching to hear everyone's stories. And uh, I don't know about anyone else. I think I'm still in the space of just saying over and over like i really can't believe this happened like whatever the disbelief part of it is i'm i'm i don't even know what i'm saying i'm legitimately in shock right now it it is very surreal isn't it it just it's uh as i explained to people in the very beginning we knew john was 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 ill the past week but just had no sense that it was that that dire that it was you know you just expected hey he's gonna have to take it easy for a while he's gonna you know he's on the mend or I, I don't know. I just I guess I just didn't ever really consider something like this. And it it is a very shocking and, and surreal thing to, to deal with somebody that we worked so closely with. It's it's so surreal. But I mean, I, I think that what I'm uh, what's making it, you know, kind of a, a strange feeling. And I'm sure that you and everyone listening feels this way is how much John meant to so many people. And then watching everyone else's reactions and experiencing all of that with so many people. And again, like, I feel like the thing that I keep 
going back to, and I've heard it a lot this morning because it's so true, so I don't mean to be repetitive, but I just keep hearing it and thinking, absolutely, that's what it is, is John was bigger than life, maybe the most famous person I've ever met in my entire life. And, um, and I think sometimes with people that are so well-known, it's like that don't meet your heroes thing. Sometimes people meet them and they make you feel small. And John made everyone feel special. And I just think that's a really rare thing for someone who is so well-known to make everyone he meets feel very special and to take the time. And it's the more I hear everyone else say that, the more I realize how much he did that for so many people. Yeah, you know, he, he did that for me way back in the day as an intern in talking to me and, and starting out in this business. And I know, you know, with you, you know, coming into this business kind of wide-eyed and, yeah. and, and learning. And, and he didn't treat you like, here, I'm the teacher, you're the student, just pay attention and be quiet. He, he, would, he would talk to you as a peer. He would, he would ask you questions. And, and to me, that for somebody as established as he, as he was, that, that's a really gracious move on his part. To, to interact with, with young people that way that, you know, haven't done anything in this business and have no knowledge of it yet. He would just talk to you like you'd been there the whole time. And what do you think of this? Or what do you th- have you heard about this? What do you think? I, th- I thought that was it such was, a great part of his personality. It was. It was so kind. I still remember I started. So I started on the digital side and my editor at the time, Brent, who's still the editor there. This is like when I first started, he was like, hey, um, we're getting John's columns. He goes, hey, I need you to email John. Or I ask a question. He goes, that's a great question. Why don't you email John and ask? And I'm like, John Clayton? <laughs> you, you want me to email John Clayton? I've just started. I'm nobody. And he, <laughs> this is a random question about an article. I had a question about how a contract works. And Brent is telling me to ask John Clayton. I'm like, he doesn't have time. So I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm emailing John Clayton. I can't believe this is happening. I've read the email 40 times. There's five words in the email. I'm reading it over and over and over. Hey, sorry to bother you. I send it. He emails back within the hour. You know, hey, well, this is what happens. He answers all of my questions. And I just remember thinking, like, I can't believe this. I cannot believe I just emailed John Clayton a question for an article I was writing. And this guy, who was doing his daily show, who was doing daily writing, took the time to even respond to nobody and just say, like, hey, good question. Here's my answer. And it was just, it was a moment that really stuck with me. That's so great. That's so great. And it it, it just epitomizes who who he was. It really it really does, yeah. Stacy. It's 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 great to hear from you, and and obviously under terrible circumstances, but really really yeah. appreciate you you calling in today. Yeah, beautiful stories this morning, you guys. It's been really 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 touching to listen to. Thanks, Stacy. We'll we'll talk to you this week. Yep. Bye. There you go. There's Stacy Rost. Uh, you hear her during the middays with Jake Heaps. Uh, great to hear from her and somebody that. Spent quite a bit of time in the company of John Clayton on the on these Saturdays, and I know all of his regular callers are familiar with her, uh, and it's it's good to reconnect with her. Liz Matthews is with us. Liz, how are you oh, doing? Bob, what an absolute honor. Well, I wasn't going to cry, but I heard the garage, and Matt Nelson answered the phone, and this is the last John Clayton show, and you were doing an absolutely wonderful job for the guy. Thank okay. you. I appreciate Crying that. over. Uh, Let's talk about some good memories. Um, you got, I don't know that I can add anything that anybody else hasn't already said. He was my idol, my mentor, uh, the funniest guy ever, um, a true friend, loyal, the loyalest guy ever. And here's a funny one for you. Um, Tinder just comes out, right? I'm exploring the online dating world. I'm not getting too many matches. I asked John, hey, buddy. 
you mind if I pimp your photo? <laughs> I put up a photo of me and John, and let me tell you, man, I was set. He was that kind of guy, super gracious. He absolutely loved it and would bend over backwards for really anybody. You know, you know all that about him, my friend. Yeah, yeah, but it's good to hear from you, Liz. It, it, it really is, and it just... It's such a consistent theme with everybody we've spoken to. It's just his his generosity with his time, his just how he treated everybody, whether it was somebody approaching him as a fan on the street or somebody here in the studio that was an intern or somebody. It didn't matter. He just he 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 loved engaging with people. He loved people that wanted to talk to him. It was just it was a really cool part of his personality that is is a rarity. And and you're right. He would bend over backwards for you. And, and Graz talked about his loyalty. If you, if you were loyal to him, he was loyal to you. And and man, I mean, you you know that better than anybody. And it was just such a such a cherished part of his personality. Well, and you know who's going to love this show more than anybody? John Clayton. Yeah, <laughs> he did three dedicated hours of nothing but love for the guy, and he's earned every second of it. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's uh, boy, it's 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 rough. And I know you spent a lot of weekends, uh, you know, with him and and and. His sense of humor was, and I've said this a million times, and you know it, is, is he loved making people laugh, even if he didn't do it on purpose. He'd say something, he might mess up a name or say something goofy, and you'd laugh, and he just, he got such a kick out of it. And I loved that. I loved watching him, you know, smile because he made somebody chuckle. That was, that was such a cool part. You know, he loved making fun of me for drinking tr- cheap beer. And uh, one day I was headed over to his house. We were just going to kind of hang out. Um, you know, Matt, he would just show me his beautiful new place. And he thought he was doing me right because he had a sixer of rolling rock in the fridge. I thought, well, that's pretty close, John. But he's so, such a thoughtful guy, such a thoughtful guy. Loved his coworkers, loved his colleagues. Most importantly, loved his callers on Saturday. This was his day. It was. He absolutely worshipped this show. It was the most important thing in his life outside of Pat. And and uh, it's it's an honor to sit here right now. And, and Liz, it's 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 great to hear from you. It's been too long, and, and I'm sorry it's under these circumstances, but really appreciate you taking a few minutes. Hey, you know what? A shout-out to John, you, and, and all the callers. Thanks for having me again. It was a true honor. Thanks, Liz. There you go. There's Liz Matthews, who worked for worked on this show with John for years, and uh, – was a staple and and uh, part of the Seahawks coverage and always out there interacting with John at VMAC and just just a great person. Uh, Going to get through some of these calls. Uh, joining us now is uh, is uh, Commando Dave. Commando Dave, how are you, my friend? Hey, thank you, Bob. Uh, just like everyone else uh, down in the dumps. Uh, of course, I'm a longtime listener, last time caller. God bless you and Sports Radio 710 for doing this John Clayton show. Tribute. I didn't know what to expect uh, at 8 a.m. this morning, but this is perfect. Uh, I usually come on saying it's great to be back on the John Clayton show, and today it's tough being back on the John Clayton show. My heartfelt condolences to Mrs. Clayton and his sister Amy, uh, also to his colleagues that uh, were great to hear this morning, especially the producers, uh, John Fuhrer and Josh Dabrowski, just, just now great to hear Liz Matthews' voice. Um, you know, Bob, it's been said, if you hear something more than two times, it's probably true. And, uh, you know, four words have been repeated multiple times about John Clayton today. Love, dedication, generosity, and loyalty. You know, John Clayton loved his wife like no other man I've ever met. I still wonder how long it took Divorce Club 
for men to realize John Clayton would rather cut off his right arm than to get a divorce before he dropped him <laughs> as a sponsor. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm certain there is not a clip anywhere of him talking about reaching the pinnacle of his profession, induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame as the 2007 winner of the Dick McCann Award that he did not say it's the second best thing to happen to me besides marrying my wife, Pat. Uh, I have John Clayton News Tribune papers uh, of his columns uh, from back in the day, and Mike Sandoz spoke about his unbelievable dedication to his craft as a writer, and and you touched on it, uh, Bob, as a broadcaster doing segments that he would do from the hospital around Mrs. Clayton's appointments. His generosity was boundlessly varied. In fact, it was his generosity that made this show. John Clayton was a rock star, but he was content having the callers being the stars of the show. And everyone from J.B. and Renton to Vincent Bothell, Iris Meeky, Raider John, Raider Jim, Jet, Rick and Silverdale, Mike and Renton, Dre, Victor and Auburn, Steve and Silverdale, and, and a lot of others, all celebrity callers, many of them sports radio call of famers. And when it came to me personally, Bob, uh, great to hear the Graz earlier. It was the Graz who introduced me to John Clayton at Deadlift uh, Golf Tournament in 07. And, and John Clayton let me write in his cart on the back nine. <laughs> and then then gave me his gym bag, uh, the goodie bag. He, he took the bottle of wine, but he gave me the bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying there, yeah. Bob? When, uh. when he told the story, and I'll wrap it up, when he told the story of being in Chicago in a hotel when he was told his room was given to someone else, he said, I was kind of mad about it because I'm John Clayton, damn it. <laughs> and then he was gracious enough to let me run with the website. And as for calling the show, he gave me the space to run all over the place with all kinds of stuff. And I'm telling you, man, there was nothing like Saturday mornings hearing John Clayton saying your name to come on the John Clayton show. And then there were times when I would hang up from calling the show, and he would take my call off the air, and we'd talk for another 20 minutes or so. John yeah. Clayton, as the, everyone has said, is a football icon. God bless the memory and legacy of the Hall of Famer, the professor, John Clayton, damn it. My best of Mrs. Clayton. Thanks so much, Dave. Uh, very, very, very well put. And uh, you guys, as I said, the regulars on this show, this show, uh, the, the people that would call in every single Saturday, absolutely meant the world to them. And that's that. That's, that's not blowing smoke. That's absolute truth. And you're hearing it from everybody. Uh, we're going to continue as as we remember John Clayton. We're going to celebrate John Clayton. Pete Carroll is going to join us coming up. Uh, we'll get to your calls as well, trying to respond to your texts as, as many as I can. Really appreciate that as well at 421-3776. Uh, we'll continue right here on Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports, The Professor. We continue with the John Clayton Show here, Seattle Sports on 710. Bob Stelton with you. We're hoping to catch up with uh, the head coach, Pete Carroll, here in just a few moments, but I want to try to get to as many of, of the callers as we can to share their stories and thoughts. Seahawks Sal has been waiting patiently. Sal, welcome to the show. Well, 
I turned on the radio at 4 o'clock to listen to John yesterday, and when I saw that um, he wasn't on there, I thought, oh, I hope Pat is okay, because that's the way John was. Uh, him and I were the same age, basically, and I've been an old regular since the KGR days, and, I, you know, I've listened to Dre and Jet and Irish Minky. Commando Dave just called. Um, I wondered, did JB open the show today? Uh, no. No, he didn't. JB opened the show every day for John on, on the radio. And, uh, and well, I don't know if he's called, but I'm sure he's grieving also. But um, I tell you, uh, he kept you young. That's what I liked about John. And um, I don't think... Uh, He's, he was also, like you said, so loyal to his customers and, uh, or, you know, to his listeners. Right. And, uh, and there's just nobody like him. And, you know, I feel, I feel kind of sad for the young callers. I know that we have a young caller that calls into the show every week. And John was always so good with those guys, too. And it's just a shock. And like I said, he's one of a kind. Graz. I'll never forget, you know, before I'd ever seen a picture of John, he he mentioned he looked like Wally Cox a long time ago. And when I first saw him, I tell you, I just laughed because, because you know, he he laughed too. And, and uh, he didn't take himself so serious as a lot of callers do. And I think, again, he was just a humble guy, great at his profession, and, uh, yeah, He's he's a one of a kind, and um, it's just done my heart good to hear all the tributes from the famous and just the regulars like me. And uh, I really loved it because I couldn't call in as much as I wanted to, you know. Because uh, hey, you know, you, we're both getting up there, and but whenever I called, he'd always says, "Man, where you been?" You know, and it was just <laughs> so genuine, just so genuine, and 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 it's. That's something nowadays, you know, with John Clayton, damn it. <laughs> you knew what you were getting because, you know, he was who he was. And that just came across every every time you listened to him. And, uh, yeah, uh, there's going to be a hole in my radio schedule from now until I go see him again. Well. So, Sal, you're 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 not alone in that, and and really appreciate the call and, and the kind words, and and uh, you know when when he said where you been, it, it was genuine. He he loved every one of these these callers, every one of you guys who listened to each and every Saturday, uh, meant the world to him, and it, it is great to hear hear these words from everybody. And and joining us now is a is a man I know who's interacted with John a number of times over the years, and. Uh, he is the head coach of your Seattle Seahawks. Coach, I wish we were talking about draft and additions to the roster and, and just something better than, than what's going on today, but I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to call in. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Uh, it's a sad day uh, for so many, um, but it's also a great opportunity to talk about a great a great guy. This is John, such a great guy and a great friend and, and a Amazing, as you, I'm sure your listeners have been hearing. But he, really, John was all about guys like Sal, you know, and and loving the guys that, that were interested and had their love for the game and wanted to share their thoughts and be part of the experience and all. And, and John was always so gracious 
with everyone. And uh, I, you just you, everybody knows why you know why he was such a lovable character. Well, and, and coach, one of the things that I was talking about earlier is in this business, you know, you guys, players, coaches, GMs, what have you, you're inundated with questions. You're talking to the media all the time. And, you know, oftentimes we'll walk into that uh, press conference, we'll walk into that locker room and you can see the look in your eyes sometimes like, oh man, I got to deal with these guys. I don't want to talk to these guys. You know, it's probably the last thing you no want to do. But, but, no, no but, way. But with, with, with John, it was different. It was there was a different reaction to John, and, I, and I'm guessing you had that feeling. There was just a different comfort and a different eagerness to speak with him. Yeah, you know, and, and it was quite common in, in the way that we have our setup that, you know, I would talk to the media and do the Q&As and whatever's going on, and then as I'd walk out, John would be kind of by the hallway, and we'd, we'd walk the hall together and, and kind of, okay, now, now what's the real scoop? <laughs> you know, he would want to get right down to it, you know, and he'd, he often would want to throw out, one of his, his, you know, suppositions kind of, and say, well, what do you think? You know, and, and uh, it was awesome. It was just an awesome guy to work with. You know, long before I ever got a chance to meet John coming up here, I, I he had seen him around, you know, league uh, get, gatherings and all that. But once once we got here in Seattle, um, you know, he's he was there. He was available, and he was always close by. He was so close with Pat right you know, near our facility, and also he was always available. And it, was, it really was such a, a good fortune to have that kind of opportunity to have a relationship and all that. And, and uh, you know, to, for, for me personally, to know that he was a great James Brown fan, you know, nobody would ever think that. <laughs> John Clayton, you know, he was a big-time a big time hooter for, uh, for, for James Brown. You know, we talked about that stuff all the time and the concerts we'd seen and things like that. And uh, just a just a, an amazing eclectic background, and just it was so much fun. Do you, I, I'm wondering if you were ever on the end of one of his calls. I was talking about when I first got into this business as an intern that I would watch him during commercial breaks of his show, and he'd have a phone up to each ear, and he'd be talking to somebody about you know <laughs> this guy on this roster's hurt, or I'm finding out about this guy they're signing, or this guy they're cutting, and he just had connections to coaches and and position coaches and GMs, and I. I have to imagine at one point or another back in the day, before social media, before the immediate news break that we get today, that he you you had to be on the other line at one point or another, him peppering you with questions about this guy's injury or this guy being cut or this guy being signed. You know, for whatever reason, John was a guy that you just trusted, and, and he just was the guy that, you know, you didn't mind talking to. And you also realize, you know, we get concerned about – where does this, what I'm saying go, you know, and mm-hmm. this is off the record. Let's talk about a topic. Let's kick it around and, and, and try to get to the essence of the truth of what's happening. And, and I, with John, it was always comfortable to share those kinds of thoughts. And I never even hesitate, uh, hesitated to, to share with him because he always did you right. And he, and he took care of business. He was so classy about stuff. And that's why, you know, guys would keep coming back to him because he would always be on the right end of the, the conversations and he would protect his sources and, and do things you know, with, with great character. And, and uh, it just made for, he was a great resource and, and, and you know, a, a great really partner in, in, in getting through this work and sharing the information that we need to share with our fans. I, I'm curious if there's, there had to have been a moment over the years, coach, where, where maybe he broke news that you hadn't heard. You're on the inside, you're the coach, you're in the building, but maybe, Maybe you saw a report or read a tweet or read an article where you're like, how did he know that? Where did that? And then, you know, it, it's just it, he had a knack for that. No, he was way ahead of it. He, he, like so often the really good guys, they can feel it coming. They, they can tell what's going to happen. They can sense it. They can, you know, read the tea leaves or whatever. 
and and be a step ahead. And you just wonder how in the heck would he already know that? You know, how would they have gotten that information? <laughs> how, where would he have put those two and twos together? You know, but he he just had he had it nailed, and he was right. He's one of the all times and all timers, and so. Uh, it's not a surprise now, you know, it just kind of, this is what we accept with John. And, uh, he, he's really for the young guys coming up, man, if they could follow the, the, his kind of connection to really doing people right and treating people in the right manner. Uh, it means so much, uh, in terms of the willingness to want to you know, interact with them and, uh, give them really the information that they need. I've always felt like, you know, we work with the media. I don't think that it's an adversarial role at all. These guys need, need to get the scoop. They need to get their information and they need to present it. And, and if you, if you make it hard on them, then you you know you suffer. Uh, the, the, they might not get it right. They might not get it clearly straight. And John was one of those guys that man, it was always just right out on the table. Uh, you could talk about everything and, and make sense of it, and he would cover when he needed to. And and uh, and he would share his stuff too. You know, he was he would give you his thoughts in this sense that he had great instincts about the about what was going on, and he was very valuable uh, as a friend too. Well, Coach, uh, I know it means a lot to the listeners and and his family and everybody to hear you. You know, share your your thoughts on on John and 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 truly awful circumstances to be speaking with you. But really, really appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day and and uh, look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks so much, Coach. Yeah, I appreciate. It. You know, John would really appreciate uh, you know, a little bit of JB uh, somewhere uh, during the show here. He was a great fan, and uh, I know that might be hard for you guys to pull some like that, but uh, uh, a little something from Apollo Volume Two uh, with JB it would be appropriate for John as he's going. We'll do it. We're gonna miss the heck out of him. Thank you so much for giving me the chance to to show you the show. Hey, Coach, we appreciate it so much, and we'll we'll get on it. James Brown coming your way. We appreciate it. There you go. Take care. Bye bye. There you go. There's uh, Head Coach Pete Carroll with his thoughts. Uh, on John Clayton, and uh, great to hear from him. And and you see right there, just a somebody who's been in the in the coaching world in the business of the NFL for as long as as Pete Carroll has, and just talking about the level of trust that he had in John, the comfort he had speaking with him, and that's that's a unique position to be in in this business. There's not a lot of trust, and and uh, it, it just speaks to to who John was and his ability to really develop those relationships and, and, and gain the trust of people like, like Pete Carroll. And we, we appreciate coach checking in. We're going to continue with your calls, continue with some guests, uh, remembering John Clayton, celebrating John Clayton right here, Seattle sports on seven ten in the Seattle sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a hall of fame journalist and a fixture in Seattle sports. The professor. It is the John Clayton Show here, Seattle Sports on 710 in the Seattle Sports app. Bob Stelton with you. It's been such a such a tough day, but such a great day in, in hearing from so many people, so many different voices, whether it's listeners, whether it's just people in the business that have uh, interacted with John or just been impacted by John Clayton. And just really a, a, a cool celebration hearing some of those stories. Uh, we'll continue with that. I just want to give you a heads up on something that uh, is happening here that I think is very cool. Uh, Bonneville International Corp., which is the parent company of Seattle Sports, is making a $10,000 donation to the National MS Society. And uh, we're, we're going to work on a way for John's fans to be able to donate as well. So we're going to have more info next week uh, via, via seattlesports.com, as well as uh, starting on Monday with the Mike Salk Show. So stay tuned there. And uh, for those of you interested in, in participating in that, a very cool thing. Uh, in honor of John Clayton and obviously in honor of his, his wife, Pat, who is dealing with MS. So, uh, again, Bonneville International 
uh, is making a $10,000 donation to the National MS Society. So a very, very cool gesture. And, and again, starting on uh, Monday with Mike Salk's show, we'll give you more info on that. Just check seattlesports.com, how you can become involved with that if you so choose. Uh, joining us now is somebody that's uh, familiar with John and I'm familiar with his time with the Rams, uh, part of the Rams PR staff and the Chargers PR staff. Casey Pearson is with us. Casey, how are you, my friend? Hey, Bob. Good to hear from you. Sorry for the circumstances, but really appreciate you guys doing this today. Yeah, yeah. Good to hear from you as well. And yeah, you, you know, we're, we're, we're touching base with a lot of people and you, boy, you just wish it was under good circumstances, talking about the game, talking about moves, talking about anything other than what we're talking about today, which is the passing of an icon and a legend and a guy that, that had a tremendous impact on, on people everywhere, everywhere, including yourself. Yeah, Bob, I grew up in Tacoma in, in the 80s and early 90s, and uh, I so I fell in love with John's work at the News Tribune, uh, reading it every morning, and then obviously um, his transition to ESPN. I grew up wanting to be John Clayton, and so <laughs> for a little bit down the line, um, to be able to really call him a friend um, with the way that he treated me, the whole reason why I wanted to call is I want people to understand that I couldn't touch Gary Wright in this business. Um, that uh, that's not who I was. I was a nobody, and John treated me so well. Um, I felt like I was friends with Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> the way that because that's who he was in this business. But he never acted. He was just so humble and so joyful. And you know, I was probably more of a football nerd than a lot of people. Um, even in those roles, as far as um, you know, I always loved sitting with coaches and learning X's and O's and stuff like that. So I just I think um, the way that I loved the game so much, I think John and I connected on that level, and he just loved to talk football with anybody. And um, so, you know, the whole reason why I wanted to call you guys, Bob, was to say that I really wasn't nobody in that business, but I grew up wanting to be John, and he was just so kind and gracious to me all the time. Um, And I'm just so grateful for that and um, have just reflected on that since hearing this news last night. Yeah, and and you're not alone in that, Casey. And and it's good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks so much for taking the time. And 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 you you hit on the one thing that that has been the theme is that he, you know, you talk about being a nobody, and I talked about being an intern, and and him talking to you, and and, and he would he wouldn't talk to you like you were a nobody or an intern, or you didn't know what you're talking about. He yeah. would engage you like a peer, and he would talk to you, and he would ask you questions. And I just think for somebody that's as established as that, had achieved as much as he had at that point. That's it, it, pretty unique. It's really unique, and it, obviously, yeah. it's a it makes a lasting impression to say the least. And Bob, one quick story I'll tell real quick. Uh, John was at Chargers camp the night that the Packers traded Brett Favre to the Jets, and uh, I remember him coming up to me and saying, "Hey, do you have an office I can use?" And I tell that story to my friends all the time that John Clayton filed his Favre to the Jets story for ESPN from my office, and that's a, a badge of honor that I that I will always hold. And um, just so sad. Um, and thinking of Pat today, um, I got to meet her because he always brought her to the Super Bowl and always proudly introduced her to people. So definitely thinking about Pat and just. Um, just heartbroken today, and um, I really appreciate you all giving me the opportunity to share a couple stories, Bob. Of course. Casey, good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks so much. Uh, absolutely. You too. Thanks, Bob. There you go. There's Casey Pearson. Just just reiterating who, who John was and how he treated. It didn't matter what your name was or what your title was. It, it, it honestly did not matter. 
he was consistent as consistent could be. Uh, a pleasure to speak to this guy, and again, uh, another guy I wish we were speaking to under different circumstances, but uh, really appreciate uh, the GM of your Seattle Seahawks, John Schneider, calling in. John, uh, thanks so much. Uh, again, I wish we were talking about trades and acquisitions and drafts, but uh, these are unfortunate circumstances, but uh, appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day. Yeah, absolutely. One of the great icons, right? We're we're uh we're actually calling in from our draft room, which I uh you know, uh I wish we we never had John in here, right? Pretty <laughs> pretty pretty intense stuff in here and we keep the room very quiet and you know he would have loved to have just seen what our boards all look like and how we work it and everything and and he was so he he was just a great great guy. He was so into football. You know, he was to to reiterate your your previous caller, I'm not sure to reiterate what he was saying, but you know, I was a pro personnel guy for uh Marty Schottenheimer when I was twenty five years old and you know, John always had that Pittsburgh connection, right? So um he loved Marty, uh and, and so he he was always super nice to me when he didn't have to didn't have to take the time to, to talk ball or, you know, give lessons about like what other coaches and, you know, personnel guys and GMs were thinking and, and then, uh, you know, moving around the NFL and then moving out here and, and, um, getting to know him so much better. He, you know, he lived right down the street, you know, taking care of Pat is, it, it was whole, his whole, it was basically, you know, taking care of Pat and football. And, uh, you know, there's, there's basically one little restaurant in this town, and everybody goes to it. And he would be there picking up picking up food for his uh, his wife Pat, and and so we'd bump into each other uh, a bunch and and talk ball. And you know, I think Pete said it too. You could always, you know, he's a guy you could trust. You could share information with. He would tell you that that uh, you were wrong. <laughs> you know, he'd have his he'd have his arguments and and. Uh, you know, he, he had very, very strong opinions, and he loved the game. Um, he loved he loved doing what he, you know, getting up on Saturday mornings and and having his show. So, you know, from all of us in here, uh, you know, much love, and and uh, I'm glad he's in a better place. And uh, yeah, tons of respect. Hey, John, you know, and I talked to Pete about this in today's world, you know, our job being in the media, oftentimes I was saying to Pete, you know, we'll, we'll walk into that, into that uh, press conference after a game or at, at the VMAC, or we walk into the locker room and, and we can see the look on your faces sometimes like, oh boy, here we go. We got to talk to these guys and, you know, get ready for this. But with John, it was different to see the reaction he would receive from you know, whether it was GMs like yourself or head coaches or players, there was just a different reverence for him and a different, as you said, trust. What 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 made it so for yeah. you? I, I'm sure you had conversations well, I, like that with yeah. him. Yeah. No, I think the, the, the history, right? So you could go back and, you know, I could, you know, legitimately say to him, well, you know, you remember DJ Dozier when he came out, right? Mm. And go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could go back and talk to him about the history of it or, or – uh you know, we could talk about Reggie White or, or you know, Antonio Freeman, and he knew that. He knew all those guys. He just knew all the guys and the history and how much he studied the game or, you know. And like I said, he would always, he, he'd tell you, like, well, I, you know, I can't believe you spent that much money on that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, I can't believe you drafted that guy where you drafted him. Hope you guys are right, you know. <laughs> so, but he was just so frank, and, and I think just the history of it being able to, 
to share, uh, you know, um, you know what 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 he thought, you know, what is what is uh, all, all all of his connections that he had with everybody. So I, I think that was probably the the coolest thing, and and um, he was just so into it, you know. I mean, literally, like I was saying, I mean, he he would just come up to you and start, well, what do you think about the what do you think about the Watson contract, you know. <laughs> You know, and uh, you know, usually when media people come up to you and ask you those sort of things, you're 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 very hesitant. So, you know, I just think the history that and the and the the groundwork that he laid with all the work that he did on his own. Well, John, as I said, it's uh, I, I wish we were speaking under different circumstances, but very very kind of you to to call in and 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 share a few thoughts and memories of John with the listeners out here. I know they appreciate it. I appreciate it, and uh, I thank you so much. All right, Bob. Have, have, have a great day. You too. There you go. There's John Schneider, GM of your Seattle Seahawks. Really appreciate him weighing in. And again, you know, this is this speaks to who John is. You know that these people are compelled to call in. We're not. We're not calling them. And and hey, can we get Coach on? Can we get John Schneider on? We're not. We're not beating down doors. People are calling that want to share their thoughts about John. And I think that that goes a long way into telling you about his impact. And and just how people felt about him, you know, and it, it's very cool to hear from from John and, and Pete as much as it is to hear from Commando Dave and Seahawks Sal and all those guys because it, you know John Clayton viewed everybody the same, you know, they're, he treated everybody the same, and I and I think that's what's what resonating through in all of this. And and Matt, you know, you've worked with John for years, worked this show. You're the voice everybody hears when they when they call in. You're you're dealing with Commando Dave and and JB and all of these people and. And uh, I know this is this has been a tough day for you. Um, it's, and, it's been a tough day, but it's also been a great day hearing these stories. I know John would have absolutely loved it. Yeah, he loved this show so much. There were weeks after he's done um, with the NFL Hall of Fame voting process, we would be getting on three hours after the show would normally end, but he still wanted to come on. Yeah. He wanted to deliver as much information as he was allowed to. And he still wanted to talk to commando Dave and JB and Renton and all of his regulars. Yeah. No matter what it's it's. And that's what I hope is not lost on anybody listening is it's not for show. It's not pandering. It's not, he, he just loved it. He just loved it, man. He really did. He he had so much love for it, but you played a clip earlier, and I want people to hear this. It, and it, it set this up for us because this this cracked me up, and it was just quintessential John. But just set set this up for the listeners that are going to hear this right now. I was I was taking a little nostalgia trip through my folder um, earlier today of just random pieces of audio that I've saved over the years, and I found this one from a couple of years ago. I was out um, with my family on a vacation to Costa Rica, and um, Ashley Cox is the other voice you'll hear in this clip was filling in for me, and John was mentioning that I was gone, and I just. I don't think there's a more John Clayton piece of audio, and it just it'll always make me happy whenever I play it. I'm still trying to figure out, Ashley, what's he doing in Mexico with his dad? You know, John, I honestly don't know. I'm strongly assuming that he's building sand castles. Uh huh. But well, I mean, how, to how good do you like think he'd be on that? One. Pardon? How good do you think he'd be on that? You know, I think he would give it a go for about 10 minutes and then just call it good. Not the most patient person in the world. We know that. <laughs> no, but definitely one of the more creative individuals. Oh, no no, no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> been, been by his side, and he's been by my side for a long period of time. And, of course, I know that he's going to be doing a lot of boating with his father, right? Well, probably not. Uh, maybe. He uh, might get uh, dragged along. That might be. A- <laughs> that is just the most perfect encapsulation of 
the relationship that I've had with this man for so many years, like every Saturday for ages has been him and his callers and me getting him on the air. Did, now, was he right about you? Did he have it nailed? You're not a very patient person. 100%. <laughs> that he cut to the core of me, but oh. I can't dispute it. It's perfectly accurate. Oh, that's so good. That is, that's just quintessential. John Just not the most patient guy, but creative. I like it. I like it. That's, that's so great. And, and, Listen, I want to I want to thank everybody that tuned in today, that called in, that that sent in texts. I'm sorry I couldn't get to all your texts. I was trying to respond to as many as possible, but uh, to everybody who called in, every guest, every every caller, um, we're we're all in the same spot with this. We're all we're all feeling the same thing, and uh, it was it was helpful. You know, it was good to have some laughs. It was good to share some stories and have some laughs and 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 really celebrate John because that's what he deserves. You know, the the, the sorrow is is unavoidable, but to, to be able to laugh and enjoy some of the moments and some of the stories is, I think, really beneficial for all of us. And I do want to remind everybody that, that uh, again, Bonneville International, uh, the parent company of Seattle Sports, is making a $10,000 donation to the National MS Society. So what we're doing, uh, and that, that in and of itself is very cool, but we're working on a way for John's fans and listeners to be able to donate as well if you feel so compelled. Um, so we're going to have more info next week. You can check it out, seattlesports.com. Uh, tune into Mike Salk on Monday. He'll have some information as well. We'll have it during the week on all the shows with Jake and Stacy and Wyman and Bob. We'll, we'll continue to pass that information along. We'll continue to celebrate John throughout the week as well. And Bob, before you wrap, this is Kyle. I just, I just want to commend you. You've done an outstanding job this morning on a really challenging, difficult broadcast. Um, so credit to you, an incredible job honoring John's legacy in the best way we possibly could by doing this show that he told me last week was one of the highlights of his life. So thank you yeah. to you and big credit to you, Bob, as well. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you and, and Matt on a, a extremely tough day and, you know, the least we could do to, to honor and celebrate a man that had a, a tremendous impact on all of us. And again, thank you to everybody that, that sent in texts that, that, that took the time to call and wait on hold and, and uh, all the guests that joined us today, uh, this doesn't end today, but it was important to to celebrate it during his time slot as we've talked about the importance of this show to him and all of you and how much you guys meant to him. So thank you for that. Uh, I hope you guys have a, have a great rest of your weekend. And, John, rest easy. <laughs>